What's up, hockey fans? Dev here to tell you about the greatest way to gamble in the state of Minnesota, and that is betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Right now, you can get $5 for free to bet on your favorite teams just by signing up using the promo code 10K. Yeah, and you guys can bet on a variety of sports, professional golf if you want to. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with it. You can bet with your friends. You can join competitions. And you can take our money, too. Just look out for our uh, orders when we put them out for certain games and take them up and win some money because we're dipshits. So you could for sure win some money off of us. Ahead. Two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nino Niederreiter wins it for the Wild! Cut off by Mata. Throws it off front. Dumba scores! Here comes Brian Ralston for the Wild. Penalty shot to tie the game. He blasts it Oh, man, what a shot! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dev. With me, as always, is my legitimately attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch, how are you, my friend? Right now, I understood that word, and I know what it means. <laughs> so that's, pretty, that's pretty good. That's not usually uh, how we start the episode off. But... Off to a hot start. Yeah, kind of like the well, one. We, uh, we've got a lot to uh, discuss here in this week's episode. So joining, joining us from the World Hockey Report is Adam. Adam is a uh, delightful gentleman we've had the pleasure of getting to know. It is so, so good that uh, we have Adam joining us. Adam, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I, I don't want to start off on the wrong note or anything, but I saw the Vikings game yesterday. So, you know, if, if you guys need to kick me off, you, you can. I feel bad for even bringing it up. God damn it, dude. <laughs> I bet them too. They uh, The Riders lost too. They're, they're a Canadian team. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're coming to yeah. us from lovely Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Um, listen, man, I, I feel I, – I, Vikings fan knew it was going to happen. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as we scored our touchdown, I sat on the couch and I was like, I'm happy right now. Like, yeah, I got fantasy points from Jefferson. That's awesome. <laughs> We're up by four. Of course, we go for two, three fucking times in the game. Don't get any of them. So we're chasing points the whole game. Could have just kicked extra points, been up seven. But no, no, it didn't happen. Then we play prevent defense all the way down the field. Man, you just saw it happen. And then it, Cam Dantzler played prevent defense in the fucking end zone. In the end zone. What, what are you protecting? The, the, the fucking stands? Are you protecting? Got to make sure he doesn't get like, a toe tapper in. Jesus. Yeah. Well, Viking fans have seen that on the, you know, the winning end with Greg Lewis and Brett Favre. So there, yeah. Listen, at, no, <laughs> point, there, at no point yesterday was I thinking, boy, I feel really good about this Minnesota Vikings team. <laughs> no. At no point, I my uh, my wife makes earrings and sells them at these little like craft show pop up things, and so I'm wearing a uh, pullover that has a little Vikings logo on it, and I got stopped by so many people before the game even started, and they said, "Oh, the Vikings! How you think you're going to do against Detroit?" And I said, "Honestly, not great. I bet Detroit to cover." Detroit was seven and a half point underdogs. And I said, yeah. they're definitely covering that. There ain't no and, doubt. and so I won a little bit of money there. Hooray. Good for me. And I almost bet the Detroit money line because holy fucking shit. If it wasn't the most like obvious, this is the Vikings move to let Detroit yeah. win this game, get their first win ever. I was too much of a coward to do it. Too much of a Homer, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, there we go. We, there we have it. Um, so right. yeah, I had to bring that one up. First yeah, yeah. Like Thanks it. a lot, Adam. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Listen, thank God we have the wild because otherwise Minnesota sports would just be a never ending source of misery. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the wild. 
Adam, I know that uh, I know that you have had the uh, the pleasure of watching a handful of wild games this year. Um, I actually just learned recently that the the uh, cup snake that the was the cup snake that 10K made made it onto Hockey Night in Canada, so that's pretty exciting. Um, what uh, what what's your opinion as an outsider of this Minnesota Wild team thus far? Yeah, I mean, obviously really good. You you know, you kind of look at some of the questionable signings and, you know, the the Zuccarello one stands out to a lot of people, but you know, he's been great. Uh Joel Eriksson has has taken another step as, you know, a a Selkie style player and, you know, Kirill Kaprizov's been great and, you know, a guy like Ryan Hartman with 13 goals and I think it was like game one or two in Vegas last year. I tweeted out, I said he should have five goals this game. And you could kind of see the style of player he could be when he's, you know, he's a pass first, but I think when he focuses on the puck a little bit more, he, he's actually a pretty good player too. So, you know, Minnesota has been really good. Alex Golagos, he's kind of been a revelation on the back end and, you know, Cam Talbot as, as always has been pretty steady in net. So from, from an outsider and watching them against the Leafs Saturday night, pretty, entertaining team and just from you know listening to dean evison's former teammate ray ferraro up here a bit in canada you know the the guy can't say enough enough good things about him either so seems like a fiery guy but somebody that the guys love no i think uh dean is in line to get a little contract extension because they they tweeted his record out since becoming the head coach of the minnesota wild yeah and uh wow what what was it that 59 in 29, something like that, 59, 29, and 6, I believe it was. Yeah, I can't remember uh, the exact number. The, it's, it's his kinda, points percentage number started with a 7. Yeah, so that's always uh, good to see. <laughs> it's definitely definitely a coach I think you want to hold on to, and a lot of people doubted him. I don't want to say doubted him. My, no, I doubted. I'll be I mean, total hands up. I was like, hey, you know, he was okay as an interim, and then... Uh, the Vancouver series, I think that game 5... Starting the fourth line in overtime and giving up a goal to the Vancouver Canucks in like the first nine seconds in a yeah, like Nico yeah. Sturm turnover on the wall. Oh my goodness! Mm. Yeah, it was the fourth line, and it was kind of I I was watching it. I was like, he cannot be the coach. Like, like I was just so I was overreacting. Yeah, so I was hard. pissed. I, I was very because that was Miko's last game as a Wild player, and you kind of saw it. Like you knew this was the. You, yeah, we all knew that like this and was even it. Even if it was in a bubble, you still wanted to see this team. I, I still thought they could have advanced in that series, but you know, I thought that was a questionable call. But maybe he was just looking forward to the team he was getting the next couple of years after. So he's like, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> I was I was in the like in Edmonton a, a couple weeks ago. I was in that setup where I guess they had like the bubble setup. I was in the two hotels, kind of connecting to the rink and. I was there for four days and I was like, okay, like this is getting kind of boring. I, I couldn't imagine like two or three months or whatever it was in there. So maybe yeah. he kind of, he got that vibe too. Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> He just wanted that. an early exit so he could like not have to deal with that bullshit. Hey, there's a reason why Dallas uh, went to the Stanley cup that you had a fluke ass uh, run they had. And then have been absolutely trash afterwards. I mean, I can't find a word to describe them really. Yeah. I mean, they've, well, been, I, they've been better lately. I'll give them that. Like they've had sure, a good, yeah, they've won they've been five good, or like, six in a row. Three weeks. Yeah, why not, right? Uh, Saint Paul. Well, hey, let's um, just like while we're on the topic of wild coaches, what a fucking great week it is to be a former wild coach. Mike Yo and our beloved Bruce Boudreaux both are now coaches. Yo obviously is an interim in Philly, and 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 Bruce Boudreaux named the coach of the Vancouver Canucks for the next two years. How fucking sweet is that? I, I love Bruce Boudreaux. I don't think anybody doubts, you know, anybody that's, you know, listened to this podcast long enough or has followed along with me knows that like, I was actually against the firing of Boudreaux. I understood why I just thought the timing, you know, I I thought he would make the season, whatever, but um, I unabashedly love Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux. And I'm so happy that he gets another chance. What, uh, Adam? I gotta ask. What's what's like Canada's reaction in general to this? Because like I, I I realize that uh, I realize that 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 Vancouver is obviously not your area specifically, but they're also tend to be kind of the louder, you know, among the louder fans. Yeah, I mean, Bruce is pretty beloved in Canada just because. 
that old 24 seven winter classic show when he was with the Capitals. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. And he, uh, he does some radio work for TSN and stuff. And, you know, he's a Toronto guy, so he's always hyping up the Leafs and yeah. But I mean, for him, you look at the wild from a wild standpoint, when he went to the wild, he made Eric Stahl, a 40 goal guy, Jason Zucker had a 33 goal year. Michael Granlin did really well. And then, he went to Anaheim like literally two days later or something like that. And he got Getzlaff and Perry to kind of return to form. And for Vancouver, I think the biggest thing is getting Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser, right? You know, Pettersson, I think he was, he's averaging like 13 or 14 minutes over his last five games. And Brock Besser has four goals this year. So, you know, I think in Canada that especially Vancouver kind of weird to see though, like they don't have a GM. So they just hired a, hired a coach, which you, you rarely ever see, but, yeah, for Vancouver, they obviously went for it this year, given that they had the ninth overall pick and traded that to unload contracts and get Connor Garland and Ekman Larson, and it just haven't hasn't worked out. And you know, I, I think Travis, about, I forgot yeah. that first round pick went in those trades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just basically, Jim Bennington load contracts had to give up the ninth overall pick, Dylan Gunther. So yeah, and you know, from a from a Vancouver standpoint, I think Travis Green's a really good coach, and I think a lot of guys really like him. It's just, you know, I kind of compare it to a John Tortorella or something where that voice kind of wears on you after so long. You know, he's been there for, for four or five years at this point, and I think Boudreaux's going to go in there and unleash Pedersen and Besser, as he should. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's not going to be afraid to give the, the top people minutes. He's not that about Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the Canucks hardly have anything, like, I mean, you look at their third line, they got Jason Dickinson and Yuho Lamico and a, a bunch of guys who aren't really producing. So, I mean, yeah, he should really rely on their top guys. Yeah, at least the top six. It's not, I, I expected Vancouver to be a little better than what they are this season, but. I, I mean, didn't think they would be good. I definitely didn't think they would be well, this bad. Right. I didn't think they're right. I thought they would be pushing for that, you know, eight seed. Yeah, yeah. Which have I'd them, be fine with. <laughs> yeah, have them compete in the uh for like the the last Western Conference wild card spot, which we we all kind of assumed it would be five teams from the Central, but uh not that's like not it. looking like the case. The Central maybe stinks this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for the wild going on. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the wild, I mean uh, you know, you pull up pull up the standings here. The 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 Wild are leading the Central through twenty four games. They're leading the Central by seven points. That's unbelievable. That's absurd. Yeah, that's that's kind of a that's a statement, really. The Jets are the two Z with twenty eight points, and then from the Jets to the Stars is a difference of two points. So that's one, two, three, four, five teams all within two points of each other. And then the wild clear and above the rest. And then uh, the fucking butthawks and coyotes in, in uh, tanking, tanking territory. Well, I, I, I don't know. Colorado is going to be back. I mean, they, they, there's no way. they. Yeah. Down, you know what I mean? But and Colorado has three games in hand. So like, they'll be right. fine. I'm they'll figure their shit. The only out. team that I, that's, I want to say St. Louis is going to start to play a little better, but Dev, you hit the nail on the head, I think, with them. If they don't show something soon, you know, they can rebound from that awesome start to this mediocre, you know. Try to tell y'all, fool's gold, baby. Yeah, that was fool's gold, maybe a little bit. But I, I still believe in them a little bit. They'll be around. I think they'll they'll push, you know, five, six points behind. But Colorado's a team to worry about. Yeah, I, I just wonder on Colorado's goaltending, right? Darcy yeah. Kemper, he's, he's kind of been hurt for the last two years. And I mean, he's he's played really well. And, you know, he kind of got off to a bad start this year. But, you know, he gets hurt and it's the old, like, he could be out a day, he could be out a, a month. And, and well, Edmonton, you, you've seen that with Mike Smith. And he's been yeah. out for, I think, two months at this point. So yep. that's yeah. that's obviously the concern. They traded for, like, Devin Dubnik last year, too. So. Yeah, you never root for injury, but like Zooch, in our, in our we recorded our episode last week, and in it, Zooch says, you know, if Kemper can stay healthy, I think that the the Leafs or that not the Leafs, the uh, the Avalanche will be in pretty good shape. And Kemper got hurt literally that night. Yeah, he just like missed warm ups, and then he hasn't played since. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I don't. That's what I said though last week. It, it happens almost every season with this guy. I don't understand it. He plays so good. Yeah, random injury happens and he's he's done, and then maybe plays for stretches of seven games the rest of the year. 
He's done. I don't get it. It's every season. Yeah, and it's not no, like Pavel Francouz has been really healthy, and then they traded Jonas Johansson from Buffalo, who I remember an athletic writer, I think it was John Vogel in Buffalo, he said he's the worst goalie I've ever seen at the NHL Yeah, level. it was Vogel. So, I remember it, that. Yeah. <laughs> that tweet is incredible. That made me laugh so hard because whenever he got signed, they were like, I don't understand why. He was literally the worst goalie I have ever seen. Yeah, that was hilarious. And he covers there? the Sabres. Is Dubnik still there? No, I don't Dubnik's think Dubnik's. Calgary? No, he's no, he's nowhere. He they were saying he might be on the the Olympic team if NHLers don't go. Oh, Damn. yeah, that. Good for Devin Dubnik. Yeah, I love Dubie, but uh, woof. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> well, if NHLers don't go. <laughs> okay. okay if 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 nhlers don't go just quick quick aside i mean does canada still have runaway the best team i have no idea just because like i don't know like like who's i mean going. i, yeah. like, right. I, mean, I go? think it i think it'd be russia i think it'd be russia again just because oh, like well sense. you guys would like yeah. when caprice of like the all the khl guys can still go sure. and, i mean oh, maybe man. like because canada yeah I, I would actually be pulling for Russia because you know who would be like in their their top three uh, centers would be the piss missile. Kuz, yeah, Kuz Nadinov or whatever. Who's Nadinov? Yes, yeah. Dude, he's gonna. Yeah, like we've talked about it at on this podcast. We yeah. the Wild have a crazy prospect up right now. Just looking at some of the guys that are like, well, a couple of years from now they they won't have to worry about big contracts. Those have all these guys <laughs> on their true dealers. Well, let's 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 talk a little bit of uh, of Wild now because trust me, we can keep going and talk about Murat Hudzinov for the rest of the night, and I'll be happy. But uh, everybody else has heard us talk about this, so let's talk a little bit about the Wild. Um, since we last recorded, the Wild had a really exciting game against the Maple Leafs, and then uh, coming up, we've got you know, and I, we finish off the homestead. We've gone six in a row. And now the uh, the Wild are preparing for a nice little three game road trip to uh, Edmonton, San Jose, and who's the last one? Vegas. I think it is Vegas. I think they might play another team in there too. Yeah, LA then Vegas. LA. Yep. Yeah. So yep. Oilers, Sharks, Kings, Vegas in the next week. Um, Adam. I know that outside of Toronto, it seems like everybody in Canada hates the Leafs. Is that true? And if so, how much did you enjoy the Salty Leafs tears from when the Wild played them on Saturday night? Yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, you look at up here, it's TSN and Sportsnet, and you look at their articles, and it's like, like I, I don't even know an example. It's just like that would never be posted about any other team where it's like, oh, Mitch Marner did this in practice today. Like, mm-hmm. how, how cool is this? And I mean, to be fair, like they're the most valued franchise in Canada and you know, they get all the TV rights and TV deals and, and this and that. So, I mean, I guess I can see it from, from their point, but yeah, I, I kind of like hate listen to a couple like leaf shows, like overdrives big up here. They got Jamie yeah. McClendon, former wild backup on it. And I mean, we dangle on all them. Yeah. Like it's, it's more exciting or just for content, mm-hmm. just when the Leafs lose, just cause you know, I, you know, I like I from yeah. the start. I've been like, you know what, the John Tavares contract. You could have you could have kept Kadri at half of that and spent six million dollars elsewhere. And you know, I, I just want to be right on that. And I'm still bitter about the World Juniors in 2011 <laughs> when Jack Campbell uh, led or won gold in Saskatoon here. So yeah, I mean, the Leafs. It's it's just like a preseason the whole year for them. They'll they'll make the playoffs, but their season doesn't start till game one. I'm sure you know and. Even the the clip in Winnipeg yesterday in the Jets dressing room, they're like that game was it? that game yeah. was awesome. It's crazy, yeah. And they're like, how good does it feel to beat the Leafs? So you know, everybody in the around the league knows. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, I guess part of it too is like the Leafs, especially this year, have this like weird penchant for playing in very very good games. Like every Leafs game that I've watched, which has admittedly been like I don't know six, has been really good um ours the jets there was one against well it wasn't necessarily a great game but the one where they put up eight on the avalanche like i love that right <laughs> on jonas johansson 
Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Um, But, like, it was really cool. And so, like, my favorite thing, though, the last couple days has been all of these salty-ass Leafs fans in my mentions and 10K's mentions just being like, oh, well, you know, the the Wild pissed away a 3-0 lead and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, The Leafs scored three in a row and still lost. How (laughs) does that make you feel? Like the fucking mm-hmm. clock goes both ways, brother. Yeah, we scored three. They scored three. It's kind of hockey. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm game. I'm just fully convinced that Austin Matthews is going to go back to Arizona, and and I think two years after this one, just because you know there's there's all the smoke that yeah they're going to offer shoot him if he ever got to July one like the max like Toronto kind of matched it. So I'm just convinced that this is kind of like it's going to be funny when he leaves. So that's that's where I stand. Wait, they're going to Matthews still at RFA. No, he'll Matthews like I think it's so he signed a five year deal and that right. and the reason the the Leafs got ripped for it is because it walks him right to unrestricted free agency. Okay, okay. So sure. when he when he was an RFA or scheduled to be one, the Leafs obviously got in front of it and signed him. But I think Friedman was like Arizona was going to offer shoot him the max because his valuation like to Arizona like the jersey sales yeah. and ticket sales would be like unbelievable. He, he'd build the he'd build the new rink himself. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so I don't I, think I realized that. I knew that the contract was, uh, you know, was what it was, but I don't think I realized that it was straight to UFA just to avoid getting offer sheeted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, so I mean, for the Leafs, it's it's crazy to see their their whole cap situation right now. And like I said, well, something's going to give because Morgan Riley's going to do. He's I think going to make 2 million bucks more and Jack Campbell's probably going to make 5 million bucks more. So something's got to give either way. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's do what we were planning on by the time that uh, most people are going to be listening to this. It will be just before the wild head up to Edmonton to play the fighting Connor McDavid's Adam. What is your thought as a, uh, you know, our, 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 our local Northwestern Canada expert, what is your thought on uh, on the Edmonton Oilers and how they match up against the Minnesota Wild? Um, I think it'll be interesting because I'm assuming the Ericsson-Eck line gets a McDavid matchup or the dry subtle matchup would pick your poison of the two. But for Edmonton, they obviously ran into some issue last game, losing 5-1 to the Kings and McDavid got kicked out. And you know what? They they haven't been very good. Dave Tippett even said last at the end of last game, he said, you know, this 5-1 loss was coming. You know, we've kind of relied on our power play too much, and you guys have got to see it. If the Oilers' power play gets on the ice, it's it's pretty insane. But, you know, outside of that, you look at their bottom six. Not one of the players in their bottom six is a is a plus player for plus minus. And Holy shit, really? That's, yeah, that's kind of a throwaway stat. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest plus minus guy, but... No, I mean, plus, plus minus as an individual stat is kind of yeah. whatever, but if you have... You know, twelve every six, single six right every single that are all minus. That's that's tough. Yeah. So their third line is Zach Cassian, Warren Fogle, and Ryan McLeod minus three, minus nine, zero, Oof. and then some combination of Kyle Turris, Derek Ryan, Colton Sevier, and Tyler Benson minus three, minus thirteen, minus five. Like they're all so. You know, it's they got Zach Hyman, who's who's been great here. I mean, he's fan favorite. Just kind of. The, the Northern Alberta, I guess, work mentality of working in the, like, just working your ass off. And I think that's kind of what Hyman's been, but the Darnell even, nurse method. Yeah, exactly. So, but they're, even their top six is a bit of a mess right now because, you know, I think those guys have all played with each other, some combination. They don't have a line that they've stuck with, I think, for more than two games. It's either McDavid, Dreisaitl, Cassian, McDavid, Hyman, Pugliarvi. You know, they, they've mixed a lot of things up. And that's what I'm curious to see tomorrow because they, Started with McDavid and Drysdale together, and then they went away from that the last game. So they've given up the first goal 10 of their last 14 games. And it's not just giving up the first goal, it's giving up the first shot on net, which, I mean, puts him behind the eight ball. So we'll see what happens. I, I mean, it, it'll be a good test against Minnesota, but they've lost two straight, which they hadn't done all year t- to this point. So we'll see what happens, I guess. Well, that's what I worry about with the Wild tomorrow night is we have a hard time staying out of the box. Mm-hmm. And if you give this absolute wagon of a power play unit like opportunities like we have been doing, yeah, that's not going to be pretty. I mean, they could easily pot three goals. Our power, our penalty kills been playing better. But 
Our penalty kill has been very good. It's it's just the fact that they're on the ice for fucking 18 minutes a game, it feels like. Well, and it's cutting into the ice time of some of the, you know, bottom six. And, yeah, it's it's kind of – that's one of the problems with the Wild, that they find ways to just get it done five on five and six on five at the end of games. So, yeah, and Fred, be very interesting. I'll be interested to see too because Edmonton's defense, they were missing four of their top six for the last little bit. Darnell Nurse just came back, but I think Keith oh, is still out. That's exciting. I'm glad to hear that he's back. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he scored a shorthanded goal on Sunday night against the Kings, but Keith is out, CeCe's out, and Slater Cuckoo's out. So they've got three guys from Bakersfield playing pretty big minutes, and they actually, you know, held their own, but. It's a little different. I mean, I'm sure Nurse is going to see a lot of Capris of and and stuff like that. But you know, maybe it's a game for Kevin Fiala. You know, where he's he's yeah. kind of a, a little lower in the lineup, and you know, maybe that's the Philip Roberg, Evan Bouchard. Well, I mean, match shit, we've got we've we've got Kevin Fiala typically playing on our third line right now, which is you know that's its own thing. It's kind of funny, um, but. If the bottom six for the Oilers is as bad as you say, could this finally be the Kevin Fiala breakout game that we've been hoping for? Like that man is playing so fucking well, but can't score a goal. He can't fucking buy a goal. No. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. You know, the Oilers third line isn't as bad as what it was. I mean, they were they were downright horrible last year, but you know, now it's <laughs> they work hard. They just don't get anything done offensively so sure yeah you know and of course warren fogel was kind of their big offseason acquisition via trade for ethan bear and he's been good but he's a minus nine with two goals right so something there's something in the water there i guess sure that's always kind of been edmonton's downfall is the bottom six depth and that was kind of what i was interested to see this year it was their bottom six depth and their their uh third d pairing depth and their goaltending and depth in general because you know you got those yeah yeah well i mean you you have two guys making 20 million or 21 million and dry settles obviously on a great contract but it's it's got to give somewhere right i I mean they're they're going 15 forwards deep just trying to find guys who can play and Obviously, you know, that's that's a story for another day. But yeah, as far as the the defense is actually held up pretty well, it's just they're still struggling with who to play nurse with because it's either him and Tyson Berry or him and Evan Bouchard. And, you know, they're, they're kind of rotating that a bit right now. And in that, I'm not really sure what they're convinced of right now because Miko Koskinen, I'll give the guy a lot of credit. He gets shit on by the fans probably more than any other player who, I've seen, and I, I'm not sure who's going to get the start, but Stuart Skinner is a young kid who's played well, but it's just, are you going to trust that down the stretch in March? And who knows what's going to happen with Mike Smith. He's they. I saw a tweet the other day. It was Isn't Mike Smith like 42. Yeah, he is. And he's on a two year, two year deal yeah. or something like that. So I saw a tweet. It was like Smith is comfortable in some positions, but not others, which I mean, doesn't really <laughs> sound well. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Jesus. Well, yeah. He's, I mean, he's that old. That's, uh, not a young uh not a young man anymore it's yeah he is a uh, 40 he is 39 uh, a tough position to play as you get older especially yeah, at that level and ken holland or dave Tippett's going to give you the well he didn't become a starter till he was 28 or 29 so there's not a lot of miles but it's like oh, he's still no. he, yeah he's still practicing and like taking extra he's probably working right. harder as a backup right like <laughs> also make it yeah also don't get me wrong uh I know that you might look at this body and be like, yeah, professional athlete physique. Spoiler alert, not the case. But, like, I'm 10 years younger than him and doing goalie, like, moves, like the butterfly fucking hurts my knees. No, so, it's, a, it's a hips. I, I, I'm i 23 yeah. and I, I played goalie and at the one time my hips were messed up for a week. Yeah, yeah. see, you get it. Yeah, it is, yeah. I was actually going to add uh, with those big contracts adding up to 20 mil. I think the Wild fans know a thing or two about two big contracts eating up <laughs> most of the money and uh, not having much depth for playoff runs. What, what do we see sometimes? Kyle Rao getting playoff minutes. Okay. Producer year. Andy is going uh, to Ryan shoot White. you. Ryan White. Uh, dude, we had some just absolute. Dude, I was at a, this is a Dallas Stars playoff series. Game three, 
look up the roster from that game, dude. Someone oh, scored a goal. Oh my god, someone scored a goal in the first period. I, I honestly, I don't think I'll ever remember his name, but we just had some people that I've because you couldn't believe we're playing playoff hockey minutes, and that you know kind of adds to not getting depth because you have two huge contracts, and well, it does hurt. That's. I, I don't think McDavid's contract had kicked in yet, but Anton Slepyshev was his winger in the playoff run when they, they blew Ooh. the three. Exactly, yeah, he's in the KHL, but <laughs> they lost. It was when they lost to Anaheim, and they're up 3 nothing in whatever, game five, and then Corey or Kessler grabbed like Cam Talbot's leg and won in overtime, that that whole thing. But, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. that's the. I guess that's what you get in today's day and age. Yeah, man. It's tough to have a couple huge contracts, but I don't know. The Oilers are a team. They're still very, very good. Obviously. Yeah, you look they at are the start and, they had. <laughs> yeah, they are. And I mean, I you kind of see it. And there's this guy here. He's an insider. And when he tweets something, I think it's it's from pretty good sources within the organization. And he said, you know what? Their first round pick this year is in play. Like, no, no more of this, you know, just waiting. Like, I, I think it's kind of like now is the time we'll, we'll trade our first for a guy with control, like whatever that may be. And I kind of wonder how Dylan Holloway um, plans in for the next little while. He's their first rounder from two years ago and he was at Wisconsin and had an unbelievable year with Cole yeah. Caulfield. And then he ended up breaking his finger in the summer. He didn't wait till he got surgery till the end of the summer. So I'd imagine he'll factor in, but I think, yeah, last year everybody was pretty mad that, Ken Holland pass on Jesper Wallstadt, who we'll see coming up at Christmas time here, who you guys know well, but um, yeah, we're yeah. not mad about it. That, that blew me away. I, I spoke about that as soon as it happened. I think the yeah. next podcast that the Oilers literally traded. Turns out NHL GMs might just be idiots. Yeah. I mean, I think the Oilers pick or their target would have been Kosa at that at that stage, but the Red Wings took him at like 15 or something. He's going to be yeah. kind of starter at the, the world juniors. He plays in the same rank. The Oilers do with the, the oil Kings and the, the Western. Okay, League, so but... they had like a hometown look at him. Yeah. Like he's, he's in their backyard and, and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, for Edmonton, their depth is an issue for sure. They're relying a, a bit too much on Ryan McLeod and yeah, but I think, Ken Holland was maybe a bit jaded because he traded two second round picks for Andreas Athanasiu before the world got shut down. And then in the bubble, he was just, he was on the fourth Man. line at that point. And that aged yeah. poorly. Yeah. So I think he was a little jaded. And then he, last year, he, he took a step back because they didn't have any picks and they lost a third in the James Neal uh, Lucic trade because Neal scored 19 goals, but the NHL counted it as 20 because the league got shut down or something like that. So oh, they that's like, what, they like uh, prorated it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny. That's yes. a dick move by the league, but that's very yeah. funny. Yeah, they're like, weren't happy. Game. So, We're yeah. Another one. And his big move last year was trading for Dmitry Kulikov, or Kulikov who obviously hey. is on, on, on Minnesota now. So. Minnesota Wild legend Dmitry Kulikov. He's yeah. Very good. For yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think all he needs is a decent de- defense too, partner so. and. So if he's getting up in the play, like when is line Dumba <laughs> skating up the ice and getting down <laughs> in the offensive zone? It's like what the hell? When is Matt Boldy going to get called up? Probably not this year. And if we're being as honest, as soon as he stops getting injured, also really? that injured the other yeah. night. Yeah. Um, realistically, he probably won't get called up until you know late this year, and maybe as a black ace yeah. in the playoffs, and then. Uh, and then I, I wouldn't, I would be shocked if him and Marco Rossi are not on the big club all of next year. Yeah, mm. no, it's going to be next season that Rossi and Boldy really they, pop they onto the scene. What about? Uh, I'm curious on this one because I, I know his agent pretty well, and and I went to school with his brother. What about Adam Beckman? We he fucking love be, this kid. Yeah, we love, yeah, we love Beckman. It's crazy because. Like he didn't make the Western League at sixteen, and I think he could have, but he was like, he's like five seven or five six, and he went and lit up the the AAA Midget League here, and then it was like okay, and then he went to Spokane and and did pretty well, and then all of a sudden he just had a hundred points, and I mean I and I know a growth Adam, spurt. He's like six two now somehow. Yeah, I know Adam a little bit, and like I remember seeing him as a kid, and then you see him now like fighting in in that uh, when he fought a. Uh, yep. Nathan Walker in the preseason game and stuff, but 
you that know, was awesome. Yeah, he all, fought him and then scored the OT goal. All the credit <laughs> to him and and in in his family, this is actually pretty cool. His, I think it's his mom's sister. Her two girls are like studs at the University of Wisconsin hockey, and their other brother played five years in the Western League and is now oh, playing overseas. Yeah. So comes from a, a real athletic family too. So I'm I'm really happy to see his success. That's awesome. Yeah, I could see him up here as well next year. I think he's gonna have to earn it a little more because and the owls around still you know yeah yeah i i'm I'm with zooch on this one uh huge 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 fan of uh of everything beckman was doing i i'm not gonna lie like when when we were going into the training camp like i was like i really i i really liked beckman last year he was just it it felt like he couldn't stop lighting the lamp in the w Mm -hmm. uh nobody says the w the dub whatever fuck it yeah the dub (laughs) um yeah, I sound like one of those like forty-three-year-old guys. Like, how do you do, fellow kids? Yeah. Oh, the W. No, um, he couldn't stop lighting the lamp in the dub, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, this kid's gonna be really good in like two, maybe three years. And then he was unbelievable in the preseason. I was like, holy shit, he might be the like best lock out of camp besides Duhame. Well, yeah. and- I was going to say about that, though. I mean, it almost felt like Duhame. I'm obviously not in the locker room. We have no clue what the what the hierarchy of who was going to make the team or what. But it almost felt like there was a smidge behind Duhame. And it, it could have yeah. gone either way at the end. So, I mean, we yeah. could be watching Beckman play instead of Duhame right now. But you need I mean, you need time, though, right? Like, I mean, I remember... Like, I have a ton of respect for NCAA. I think, like, those guys, if you're a point-per-game guy, you could almost step right into the NHL. Like, that's how good I think the league is. And in Pittsburgh, everyone was calling for Jake Gensel to be, like, to make the team out of camp. And he went to the the AHL and just lit it up. I think he had, he had like, 20 and 20 and 30 games or something. And, you know, I as as they always say, I guess, I've heard a lot of insiders, and I'll, I'll name drop Ferraro again. He always says... I've never seen a guy get hurt by staying down in the minors for too long, right? Like it's, you get yeah. hurt by getting rushed and stuff. And yeah. as we saw with Nail Yakpov in Edmonton, but um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Do we want to talk about that? That's, it uh, feels like 10 years later, it still is kind of a well, subject. I'll, I'll tell you the, the vote in the draft was 11 to two to take Ryan Murray and the Oilers GM or whatever at the time. I, I forget. I think it was, tambeline or something overruled or their owner overruled and said no we're taking the the russian score and sure enough it wasn't even like it was like morgan riley who i think is probably the best player out of that that top five or first round but yeah, it's, well, yeah that's pretty Pop crazy out, out torching it in the khl again now so like i, I think bob harley's is or was his coach i'm not gonna lie though i truly did not know that he was still playing hockey and then i i uh followed the khl and 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 there was a game where they were playing uh ska uh st mm-hmm. petersburg uh, whatever team, whatever team that uh, Yakupov is on, he's on Omsk. Omsk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention to that much. I just remember uh, looking at the box score after the game to see how Huznadinov did, and I look and I see Niall Yakupov has fucking like two goals and an assist. I was like, what? The but- best quote, the best quote I've ever seen about a hockey player was someone said he looked like you, he played like he was being chased by bees, which is <laughs> the, the perfect example. <laughs> That's really good. And I, oh. I remember another funny story about him. He was like a minus 35 the one year. And like I said, you know what? Minus 10 plus 10. I don't really care. But a minus 35, that's, that's saying something. <laughs> it's telling. It's telling he, a little bit. He told Ryan Rashog in training camp. He, Ryan's like, well, like, what do you got to do differently? He's like, ah, I just got to keep doing the same thing. It's, it's like he just, <laughs> he just, he no. just didn't get it. He didn't Jesus. get it. No. Yeah. So that, that was. It'll, it'll, it'll eventually get better. That was, yeah, I gotta, that was I gotta funny. stay on my grind to be uh, a dash thirty-five. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that was fun. Aye, aye, aye. Or do you guys want to talk about another Oilers draft failure where the year after they took McDavid, um, so Alex DeBrincat played on McDavid's line in Erie and had oh, no. fifty some goals every year, and then they took Tyler Benson, who's a local Edmonton kid, in the in the like pick thirty-three, and I think DeBrincat went three picks later. Um, so that's so, three, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one I always go back to. That's a tough one. And, yeah. and yeah, I mean, it's where I the hometown who, discount bites you sometimes. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Debrinket at all until he started playing in the league, and immediately I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, 
uh folks done goofed it's yeah. yeah it's crazy it's like you say maybe gms are just stupid it's crazy like you look in junior this guy scored 50 goals three straight years it's like well he like he scored at every level and then they're like eh, maybe he can't do it at, at the next level it's just yeah because like, he on. was because he's like five nine or something and you're like ah, Generous, well, yeah. my favorite is the size thing caprizov five nine yeah <laughs> caprizov's, caprizov's built like Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, he's, he, yeah, he's built like Marco Rossi. I mean, dude, Marco Rossi. As soon as he gets up here, he's just he's gonna be a force down low. That guy's got tree trunks. Like, I'm, he's I'm crazy. A, I'm really curious to see how that all plays out. Because remember when Buffalo took Jack Quinn? He was Rossi's teammate with Od- the Ottawa 67s, yeah. and they're like from the Ottawa 67s. So it's like, oh, okay, Rossi, Jack Quinn, and I was like. Oh, like I think that's <laughs> yeah, it's every wild fan too. Once like, again, <laughs> once again, turns out NHL GMs idiots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. Going back to that draft, just life in Northwestern, I guess Canada. The Oilers took uh, Philip Broberg one spot ahead of Trevor Zegers, and everyone's like Zegers, Zegers. He could play with McDavid, and I mean, you know, looking oh at Bro- looking wow. at Broberg, he skates well, and he's six foot three, but it's like. Like I don't know Zegers. anything about I don't know anything about Broberg, but I know a lot about uh, Zegers. Yeah, I know yeah, that Trevor Grieve. <laughs> Trevor, I can't even say his name right now because I'm just baffled at. What it's like it's one of those things where you're like, okay, this guy, like you know what, he skates like he skates unbelievable. He's really good. He was captain of Sweden's uh, world junior team, but you know he could be this. It's like Zegers is this now. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And, oh my god, god would can be you imagine to, oh Trevor Zegers yeah, opposite? Uh, fucking Connor McDavid. Yeah, it'd be so disgusting. He would be the 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 hands on that kid with two people on McDavid. You give him one on ones all day long. Oh my good god! Yeah, It'd full disclosure. Sporting a half chub just talking about it. Yeah, very <laughs> fun to watch. Yeah, man. Well, um, that is a true fantasy to think about. Um, all right. Well. Adam, we're uh, we're super glad that you were able to join us. Before we let you go, we're going to ask you the same question we ask every guest before we let them go. Adam, from the World Hockey Report, what is your wild take? My wild take is that Moritz Sider is going to win the Calder Trophy this year. I like that. Or does my take have to be like about the minutes? No, 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 no. That's, just no, 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 no. That's exactly <laughs> the kind of thing we're looking for. I, mean, I, I was going to. I don't think he's the current. He's not current even about favorite. sports today. Uh, well, I don't think it's not about sports. I was gonna say Ovechkin's gonna break Gretzky's record, but that's not even a. I that's not even wild. A, yeah, it's not even wild, wild anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, it's on, honestly not wild. Man. Yeah, I'm. I'll go with Moritz because he's not the favorite. It's like he's not the flashy defense. He's, like, yeah, he's the third. He's third best odds. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that just because people are gonna be like, this guy plays 25 minutes a night and crushes guys. I like it. Freaking freaking Detroit though, like when they go off the board with the draft pick, it's like, oh, okay, you get more it's like you get a top. Yeah. You get, oh, you get Lucas Raymond, you get more right. ah. Yeah. Like, ah. And other other teams go off the board and the guy turns into Mark Jankowski like the year Calgary <laughs> took him. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a true pleasure to have you on. Um well, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. We'll do this again in a second. I'll just edit this out later. Um, Zooch, what's uh, what's your wild take, buddy? Uh, my wild take for today is uh, if you are using Instacart and telling your Instacart people to do just obscenely nonsensical bullshit for you, you're the worst type of person. I'm just going to leave it at that. I had uh, something happen today at work where I saw some crazy shit, some lady Instacart order. I just want to let you know you're a horrible person if you do just stupid things to people and make them go ask people stupid questions. Oh no! Very terrible people out there. When when I so hand up. Uh, I I have been like a Instacart and ship shopper before, so like I totally agree with you. Like the people that are like super specific about that are just the fucking oh, worst. Oh my god, dude! Some no, some of the things you see, you're just like, are you? Serious? Yeah, no, they're not the put f- that in the notes. They're, they're like the no, fucking they're... worse. Like, hey, can I get sugar-free sugar? It's like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> Literally, it's really bad. And, uh, but but I also have to say, hand up. Um, when I was in college and I was a little asshole, my apartment was like two, maybe three blocks from a Domino's, and we ordered Domino's delivery. 
just because you know we could i guess i don't know Well, obviously i mean you're yeah. in college yeah we ordered delivery literally like three blocks and we ordered a cheese pizza and then the special notes we we just wrote uh fuck me up with some bacon and like you know we kind of expected we were like okay that nothing's gonna happen to this well not only did the guy actually punch in our address and drive you know 13 seconds down the road he shows up and he hands us a cheese pizza, and on top of the cheese pizza is like probably thirty strips of bacon. <laughs> and he just said, "All right, well, we fucked you up with some bacon, assholes." So like, we tipped him really well because like that's very funny and like good job. But uh, yeah, people are assholes, and sometimes they're doing it because they think it's funny, and sometimes they're doing it just because they're fucking assholes and fuck them. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, you uh, you make <laughs> someone else do obscenely stupid things for you that you can't uh do for yourself the worst one if i can just interject here in the the worst one a snowstorm ordering a person ordering food and like a bad snowstorm we get that a lot in saskatchewan you can't have and you're ordering like through skip the dishes or whatever oh my god dude yeah Yeah, anybody that's ordering that when when they're the the roads are not safe to drive on can fuck right off oh yeah I'm in yeah. the yeah. I can agree with everything that's uh, being said right now. <laughs> God what about damn you, it. Dev? What about uh, your wild take? All right, so um, my wild take is that Jordan Greenway will be on the roster next year. We flippers. <laughs> I have, I have been, yeah, I've, I've been putting a little bit of thought into it. I honestly, I haven't figured out how the money's going to work and how it's going to happen. Um, but we have, we have talked a lot about how if Jordan Greenway can be consistent, he is a true force to be reckoned with. And I think that the last week and a half of wild hockey has shown that the grief squad, as we like to call them, is the best line that the wild have for any situation you need a clutch goal. Cool. You need to somebody, you need, you need to shut down the opponent. Great. Whatever the situation is, the grief <laughs> squad somehow can figure it out and handle it. And we don't really have anybody in the pipeline that can replace a greenway. So like as frustrating as he can be when he's not playing up to his full potential, I think Jordan Greenway is going to still be on, on this team. I also like, you know, this is going to be one of those moments where uh, his, his lack of box score production actually helps us. I I don't know how much more he's going to command. Um, yeah. For his next contract. Obviously there's a whole bunch of hockey left to be played, but he's not making a ton yeah. right now. Maybe he'll probably Ryan Hartman improvement deal. Exactly. He'll probably take a couple more, you know, he'll probably make a couple more, but, there's nothing stopping him from from saying like, "Hey, you know what? I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll take my money um, for an extra two years of term, and I'll, I'll I'll take a little bit less." You know, maybe he signs a four year deal. He's making like I think just over two right now, and maybe he signs a four year deal where he's making just under three. And then did they you know, did they burn a year when he came out and played playoffs with them? They would have had to have burned a year. Right? I, they did, yeah, yeah. That's. That's one of those things where it's like, are we doing this for fun? Like the Avalanche did that with Kale McCarr. I remember it's like, I mean, but yeah, it's like, just go back and to college. that was worth it for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that worked for them, but to the same breath, the, yeah, it did not work for Greenway. Because what, he scored that one goal in the playoffs? He played all right, but yeah. It was an awesome goal, but I mean, really, you were going to lose to the Jets in five or six either way. Yeah, that year. yeah you were going to lose so, in either five or six. So Right. Yeah, he's he's making two one this year. I think I don't know if he makes it to three. Two five two point five is about Yeah, five, it's gonna be five, somewhere five. in the two five, two six range. He, uh, he doesn't he doesn't produce enough on the score sheet like you just said. He's gotta yeah. prove that he can. I mean he does other things outside of that that you know make him I don't even think it makes him stand out, but lately it has, but No, it's it's not even that it stands out. It's just that he does such a good job of what he needs to do. Like whatever his uh, to 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 quote meme culture, he understands the assignment. 
Like yeah. whatever Dean asks him to do on the grief squad line, he'll just go out and fucking do it. And yeah. I, there's nobody that the wild can replace him with that will hit it in the same way. So he is, uh, the good news is he will be an RFA. He will be our, our arbitration eligible. I would imagine that he'll probably be under, under three on a two or three year deal, but who knows? Maybe he's, uh, maybe they just do a one year arb deal, but either way, I think that I I'm, I'm officially flip-flopping. I think he's going to be on this team next year. And uh, that's going to be, that's going to be it for my wild take. Um, Adam, thank you so, so much for, for joining us. It was, it was great having you on the, uh, the podcast this week. Where can the people find you and find, find more of your work? Yeah, honestly, just world hockey RPT. I kind of use that as like a burner account for like my own personal hockey takes. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of where I go. We didn't talk Which about explains, the flames. Yeah. yeah. There's how we thought that you were Cody this whole time. Yeah. There's, there's some stuff. It's, it's honestly me and me and Cody on there. It's, it's pretty funny. Like we just went to broadcasting school together and, and Saskatoon here. And I mean, just kind of were like, Hey, you want to start a podcast? And we're like, yeah, sure. And <laughs> it just kind of, I guess that stuff now. So yeah, it's pretty cool. We didn't even talk about the flames today, which I mean, well, when the wild play, play the flames, we can. Yeah, exactly. We'll have you back on. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it, get it going again, but yeah, just world hockey RPT. Cody does the show three days a week. My schedule doesn't allow that. So I'm, I'm on there every now and then, but yeah (laughs) awesome man well thank you so much for for joining us and thank you listener for checking out the wild takes podcast presented and powered by Ten Thousand takes if uh if you like this show go ahead and tell your friends give us a rate subscribe all that good stuff if you didn't like the show go ahead and tell your enemies trick them make them think (laughs) uh hey you know here we go it's been great having you. On behalf of uh, Zooch and myself, want to say good night, good luck, long live the piss missile. Let's go, baby. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go.